heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Today is one of those programs that you almost need to start with a disclaimer, you see. Who's driving the social change in our country? Who are the social warriors in search of this social justice we often hear about? And does that social justice include white people, I wonder? You hear the gas right there, right? The cancel culture, right? They've decided, well, such and such. They've decided this. They've decided that. They're the powers to be. And then everybody falls in line. Been wondering who these people are exactly. Let's just take uh, Columbus, Christopher Columbus. A great place to start, right? So we've, we now see there's somewhere between uh, 35 and 40 Christopher Columbus statues that have been uh, either taken down or pulled down or stolen in the middle of the night. Uh, that, that number is still moving forward. But, uh, you know, CBS reports that uh, uh, at least about 35 or so that they can count at least that have been taken down or in the process of being removed since the Black Lives Matter protest began. Uh, that was in spring of last year. And since then, the statues of Columbus have been, uh, you know, they're, they're being toppled. They're being, uh, in, in fact, many times the committees or the commissioners in these communities are voting to remove them. Even historical groups are voting to, uh, you know, uh, box them or, or I often also hear move them to a safer place. Put them somewhere else out of, out of, you know, out of the visual where somebody doesn't see it. So they don't offend anybody, you see. And in many other uh, cases, they don't know what to do with these statues. They're, so they're literally boxing them up, put them in basements, hoping that, you know, the this will all blow over at some point. And then after George Floyd, uh, the, uh, the of course, the black man who uh, we know that created history was killed in police custody there in Minneapolis. And uh, so the protests started flooding uh, the streets and people were, uh, you know, that whole outrage because of what had happened with the visual of the videos and the photographs of, of George Floyd. Uh, and that empowered the whole Black Lives Matter movement again. Uh, and a lot of that tied into this movement to remove all kinds of things, Confederate monuments, generals, uh, presidents, uh, historical figures, and surely Christopher Columbus as well. And, and so that's became it just a, it really a runaway train. It just kept rolling and rolling, and everybody was talking about it, and people were starting to get uh, uncomfortable with seeing these statues and ornaments in their communities. Uh, Columbus uh, was certainly one of those uh, that uh, was at the top of that uh, list. And by the way, about uh, over well over 60 now, it might be 70 or 80 now, Confederate monuments have been removed, relocated and renamed uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, gleefully uh, announces that, you know. What I've been thinking about uh, coming up toward, uh, you know, this this anniversary again is uh, what if Christopher Columbus was black? Would it make a difference? Think about that. 
Yeah, it's probably not even proper, again, to have that put that question out there. Because, and again, no matter where you go in this kind of a conversation, difficult conversation for some people, because, uh, you know, the, the, the racist element comes in. It's always about racism. It's the go-to argument that they use. But what if Columbus was black or brown or something else? Would it make a difference? Would they have kept him in play? Would they celebrate him in his accomplishments and what he had done? Or would, it, would he still be taboo and we'd want to take him down and drag him out, put him in the basement in a box somewhere and never see his likes again? And, and you know, we know what the claims are and we'll, we'll get a little bit into that today. But so I've been thinking about that question more so because he was a white European and oh, wow. So he's he's a bad guy, maybe. You know, again, it's this whole racism conversation. It, it, it is some people look at this and it's met with a collective yawn. But I think these are real thoughts that go through a lot of people's minds. They just don't speak out loud what their truth is. I've been thinking about all of these people. You know, when, when something gets into the mainstream of conversation, and it, it's always a phenomenon to me when it gains momentum. And you see this almost always. It gains momentum and it becomes a, a cultural phenomenon. And it, it sort of sweeps through our communities. And then it becomes like, okay, the law of the land. In our brains, it does. It becomes the law of how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to be. But thinking about who are these people? Like when these things happen and these movements and they get out there, who are they exactly? Is it the Hollywood elites, the entertainers? Is it the political operatives, Congress maybe, right? Is it the so-called establishment we always hear about, the, 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 the dark, deep establishment, right? Is it the media talking heads? Well, they, all these possibilities play a part in this thing without question. What about your education, your school boards? Perhaps it's the United Nations, right? Uh, one world for all, a globalist uh, community. Uh, well, the other nemesis we hear a lot, George Soros. What about him? Or, you know, I also been thinking maybe it's, you know, a combination of these people. Maybe it's about 10 or 15 people in a smoky filled room somewhere, you know, that are making the decisions for what the rest of us uh, believe. Why is it that they have so much control over what is or isn't good for you and I? What we celebrate, what we honor, hell, what we eat, surely what we believe. And why do we give in so easily? Why? It's renaming a national holiday to celebrate the native culture is one thing but many indigenous peoples are looking for a greater recognition of the land grab that deprived them of their ancestral homes. Well, I seen that in a publication called The Conversation. And it got me because it said rename it a national holiday to celebrate the native culture is one thing. And that is what's happening. And we kind of seen that with President's Day some years ago, where, in fact, at one point it was George Washington's day, the first president, then our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. You remember those were those were big days, those birthdays. They were just people we celebrated, looked up to, then it became President's Day. And then many people just roll over President's Day and then it, because we replaced with Martin Luther King Day. And so certain communities, you know, you just can't keep giving a day off 
for every particular mindset that comes along. So they replace one with the other, sort of like what's happening with Columbus now, which they want to replace it with with this, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, you see. And this becomes a little spicy when you look at who's going along with it, who's not going along with it. Uh, and where a lot of they are in it, the people I mentioned up front with you, where do they fit into this and how that narrative gets out there? Because all too often here, what happens is, and, and this is a fact, people, you, you give a little bit, it's like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Get over it. Whatever they're going to call the day, it's okay. Just get over it. It's not the most important thing we're going to deal with today, right? So we just get over it. Well, we keep getting over it, don't we? And there never is a line where there's an end to this thing. And they, and they, they know that. So they keep pushing for more. And you just see this in all walks of life. You just, every conversation comes back to this. They just take a little bit at a time. In fact, that's exactly what they're doing right now with bankrupting the entire nation and the ballooning debts and all of that. As a side note, this is exactly what they're doing. They throw these numbers out there that are completely unmanageable. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a complete farce. Yeah, well, uh, five, five trillion, uh, three and a half, three and a half trillion. Do I have one, one point two trillion? Yeah, five, three, five. Oh, well, that's not really, but if this happens, that'd be seven trillion. Seven trillion, okay with you? We got to cut that down a little bit. So they throw all that out there with the hopes that, you know, you, 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 they, that whole conversation begins, it gets, it gets whitewashed, whitewashed in our minds. Uh, and, and then, you know, it's like, well, they were going for seven trillion at one point. So, you know, three, three and a half trillion for the whole thing, 1.2 for the infrastructure and that coupled for that three, three and a half trillion. That's not so bad. It's a hell of a lot less than five to seven trillion. You see, that's how it works in all walks of life. So they throw the big enchilada out there and then come back and take just a little bit more. And, and what they put out there is like, what? And so you get the shell shocks, like the price. So when you go into an expensive store and you, you get sticker shocked with the price, you look, oh my God, I don't want to spend that for that fur coat. You already mind. And then, you know, and you start the wheel and the dealing and you come down in price and, and it's not so bad, is it now? And you get it all. It's exactly what's happening in all of this stuff. Same thing here with uh, good old Columbus and this uh, and they and the social justice warriors and what's happening here, you know. It always starts, it seems, with these small gestures of why not? And it just grows so much bigger than that, my friends. Like, how about we take just a few statues down, right? And then uh, we'll replace the Columbus statues. After all, he was a racist. You know, he was a racist. And it's a, a similar argument, really, in, with the whole reparations for Black Americans. So it's the same thing against the atrocities of slavery. And I, I start thinking more, why are we so unaccepting of, of any history or tradition? And truth is, people, if we attempt right now to right the wrongs of our ancestors, how far back do we go? How far back do we go, I wonder? I've been thinking about it. Do we go all the way back to the caves? Do we go back to the garden scene? Oh, maybe go to a whole other era before the, oh, we'll go back to the dinosaur land. How far back do we go, I wonder? Yeah. 
I mean, what I see is mankind. And I know today you have to say humankind because everything is just, everything is lit. It's torched. It's toxic. Toxic. Yeah. I, I, in some cases, like a little tradition. I also like some new things. We'll talk about that ahead. I think we can have it all, actually. But for now, I'm going to use mankind, okay? Now, mankind is, is full of evil people, evil doers, if you will. And you know what, my friends? They come in every ethnic background possible and known to mankind. Every ethnic background, these evil doers, they're all around us. They're, they're not subscribed to just one color or one theory or one thought process or one gender or one anything. It's about that right and wrong. It's about good and evil, and it comes in all flavors, people. It's just this effect. It's a human condition. It's built into all of us. In fact, it's what unites us as humans, actually. I mean, we're a lot more similar than what people think. You know, this whole argument of black and white and race, we're a lot more similar than people understand or realize the way the human mind and the human body ticks, right? But it's just right and wrong, good and bad. It's people who perhaps they make a decision at that moment of their life. It seemed like the best logical choice for them probably at the moment, just like right now. I mean, if you stopped a moment and you really, though, thought in your own life, in your own existence, how many times you've screwed up, how many times you've made the bad decision, and how many times you've had a, an evil thought that you knew was wrong, but you had the thought but you kept it to yourself, possibly. You probably didn't get out loud with it. But if you were being really honest right now, how many times has that happened in your life? Things you're ashamed of, embarrassed for. Things that if you were called on the carpet, you would probably be chastised to much more like the conversation we're having and even then some. But you, you know, you would... Uh, it would put you out on the light of day because people were all humans. We're all human beings. We, our thoughts, our, our ideas, we're all uh, have faults. We've all screwed up. And, uh, you know, some of us learn from it and we move on in life to be better people. But there's nobody, in fact, nobody we met in our lives that hasn't really screwed up. It's the evolution of our lives, it's the evolution of people and the evolution of, of mankind, the evolution of thought. We evolve, we evolve. And that's okay to evolve, to incorporate other things into this life. It's okay to do that. It's a good thing, I think, you know? But you know, you start thinking back to mankind in the early days and you think, it, to me, it's the survival of the fittest. And, it, and that really is the survival of the fittest. It's, you know, that, that is a lot of what we're dealing with today all the way through to this moment in time when we go back and we think about the uh, early, uh, our ancestors who made these decisions that today would be completely unpopular. We would call them all kinds of names, including the racist uh, and, and evil. And yet at that time, it, they probably thought that was the most logical, best decision in, that was in their best interest, for whatever reason. It was where their thoughts were. And I also think about the way we all think that some people think they're above the fray. 
and they think that you know they that they're they have a pure innocent life they know and everybody knows this is not accurate like they've never done anything wrong and so they're above all of this conversation and maybe that's who the they are because there wouldn't be many people that would fit into that category clearly not not in not in this whole human race of ours for sure so you know, when it comes to the statues and the holidays and the, the cultural fabric that we embrace, should we have a new rule, I wonder? And, and, and this is something we really should talk about. Should there be like a checklist of 10 points that you need to not only understand and follow, but uh, uh, adhere to, need to adhere to? I, I, I start thinking, are we just looking for perfect people? for our holidays, for our statues, for the people we honor and look up to? Should they just be the perfect people? You know, how many of those people do you think would exist? We're kidding ourselves. The, the, the bases that hold the statues would be completely empty. There would be no holidays of that type on your calendar because those people simply don't exist. You see, we, we all have our faults in this fight of good and evil. Listen, some days it seems like good might be winning a little bit more, but on the majority of the days, many people would argue it appears that evil is really taking the day. And so now we see this whole Christopher Columbus day. You know, this, this harpens back to me as a young boy growing up. And I just, I just remember the fall weather, the cool air coming in and Columbus day, we celebrated, we had school off, the things were closed. And of course you couldn't get to the bank or any of that, but, and there was something American about it, traditional about it, you know, I mean, there was something unique about that day and what Columbus had done, uh, purely by accident, but that he was attributed to some sort of success and that he helped discover the Americas and where we are. And of course, he thought he was going to go right through all of this. Europe didn't even know the continent existed, that they were going right to Asia, which is where he was headed, actually, before he bumped into these areas and thought he was in China and Japan. It was a complete accident. And then they found what we have, what we, where we are right now. So Wikipedia describes it as this indigenous people's day. It's a holiday celebrates and honors native American peoples and commemorates their histories and cultures on October 8th, 2021, us president, Joe Biden, the first president to formally recognize the holiday signed a presidential proclamation declaring October 11th to be a national holiday. It is celebrated across the United States on the second Monday in October and is an official city and state holiday in various lo localities, which we'll touch on that. It began as a counter celebration held on the same day as the U.S. federal holiday of Columbus Day, which honors Italian explorer Christopher Columbus. Now, many reject celebrating him, saying that he represents the violent history of the colonization in the Western Hemisphere, and that Columbus Day is a sanitization or cover-up, if you will, of Christopher Columbus' actions, such as enslaving Native Americans. Indigenous Peoples Day was instituted in Berkeley, California, 92, 
to coincide with the 500th anniversary of the arrival of Columbus in the Americas. And that, of course, my friends, was October 12, 1492. And uh, so we've been celebrating that, and that goes back to FDR, I believe it was. Um, interesting, I, I see uh, another interesting um, comment, and I, I want to uh, put this under a microscope a little bit with you here. It was a piece in USA Today. What is Indigenous Peoples Day? Does it replace Columbus Day? Everything you need to know. I thought, well, this looks handy as hell. Everything I ever needed to know. So when started in 1977 as a day of respect at a discrimination conference, has now become a national holiday honored by President Joe Biden. Well, the president's proclamation serves as the most significant boost yet to efforts to refocus the federal holiday celebrating Christopher Columbus towards an appreciation of Native peoples. Now, there it is there. And there's an argument out there right now that the Indigenous Peoples Day is not to replace Columbus Day, that it's in addition to. But if it is, an and, and there's an argument because some cities and states have made sure it's far away from Columbus Day, like even in September, another month, they honor that and they call it something different, like Native American Day or something, okay? And they're not honoring this Indigenous Peoples Day. But now by President Biden doing the proclamation and call, making it a now another national holiday, okay? So, but putting it on the same lever as Christopher Columbus, and they say, well, and, but it's just like I said, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so they haven't yet canceled Christopher Columbus Day, the federal government I'm talking about. Other people have, and some cities and states have for sure, okay? And many people in their minds have. But what the feds have done is they added it to the list, and that gets the conversation going. And you can see that right here with the comment from USA Today and many other areas I see. Though the president's proclamation serves as the most significant boost yet to efforts to refocus. See, there's the word refocus. That's the uh, that's we want to redirect your attention here, not behind door number two, but door number four and five. We got a better, bigger prize for you there, people. Okay, as so we're going to refocus on the federal holiday celebrating Christopher Columbus, that white European, the Spaniard. Uh, now, to appreciation of Natives people. Uh, so that's where it starts. And then there'll be another proclamation at another time or another year to pull Columbus out along with the dark statues and the basements that have been put in that he's been, you know, assigned to that he, his day will be there as well soon enough. And then he'll become a day of the past. At some point ahead in the future, it'll be Christopher Columbus. What? There was a day we celebrated that? You're kidding me. I never knew that. Wow. There will be a day like that because that's where they're headed now. And this is this is only the the the, uh, uh, you know, the early appetizer to where they want to go. And this is how they operate all the way. They throw it out there because if they had just come out and said, well, listen, we want this to completely we're going to eradicate Christopher Columbus. We're going to pull him off the calendar. We're going to get rid of it. We don't want to honor. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about him. But this is what we want to do. People would rise. It would be a little bit of a problem. There'd be a little pushback. But by doing it this way, it's a little gentler. And then we can get to the point where they can make that decision. And then Christopher Columbus, his name, uh, his keepsake, all of him will be put in that same basement. And we won't be talking about him at all on the calendar. 
just like all of these programs and bureaucracy driven uh, uh, advanced government programs that are put out there to help the people, once they're out there, you can't get them back into the genie bottle. They're there forever because you can't take it away. You can't give it and then take it away. That's not the way the system works. So we are slowly but surely, uh, we're bankrupt in everything. Certainly our social values, our brains, our minds, our country, our, uh, certainly our uh, balance sheet, uh, and everything is becoming bankrupt. We're totally inept of any real conversation here and uh, what we're really doing. And it's a slow drip. It's a drip, 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 drip effect, you know? Why the same day? Well, Indigenous Peoples Day, which honors Native American history and culture, falls on the calendar the same day, Columbus Day, first recognized as a national holiday in 1934, by the way. That was by FDR, I was correct. Yeah. And uh, so Columbus Day is observed on, again, that second Monday of October. And, and that was uh, uh, that happened a little bit after the fact, uh, when they changed it to the second Monday. It used to be the 12th, but that, that was a change afterward. So uh, now listen to this here. This is fascinating. Uh, we always talk about, uh, and when we get today, I mentioned one of the days is the United Nations, and sure enough, here it is here. Now, now this should give you a little fodder here to think about who's behind all of this. In 1990, the International Conference on discrimination against indigenous populations in the Americas, sponsored by the good old United Nations, began to discuss replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, there it is. And that was back in 1990, people. So this thing's been building for some time. That was over 30 years ago, you understand. Think about it. Over 30 years ago, back in 1990, I mean, right there. And that was some distance between there and 1934 when FDR made it uh, a national federal holiday. But the International Conference on Discrimination Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas, sponsored by the United Nations. Well, they come up with this idea, this terrific idea, that they, they began to discuss replacing Columbus Day with the Indigenous Peoples Day. There it is. And sure enough, as I read to you just a moment ago in that USA piece, uh, it was very clear that that was the goal. That was the, you know, the, the, the mo to refocus the federal holiday, they said, to refocus. So you see where it's going now. And then you have to ask, why, why can't we have, why, you know, I look at life as a smorgasbord of all of it. I love all ethnic backgrounds. I like, I like white people too, by the way. Okay. I don't discriminate against any white, black, brown, yellow. It doesn't matter to me, man. But why can't we? Why can't we honor everybody? Why can't we honor everything? And understanding that, you know, there is no perfect among us, including Christopher Columbus. There, there is no perfect among us. They, it does not exist in any of these cultures. It doesn't, it's not their people. So why do we keep looking at the worst of society and then say, well, we don't want to do that. And then the social warriors come out and they want to cancel everything. And then you have to wonder, and you really do have to think, what's, what's the ultimate goal? What is the master goal? And now you see with a lot of recent events with the left and the right in this country, and you know this whole reliving of slavery and Black Lives Matter and white supremacy and KKK, I mean, are 
war-torn bandages have been pulled right off. I mean, we are totally right there. And those scabs are fresh in America. And although we thought we were healing some time back, you know, and, and it is true. I mean, we thought back before the Barack Obama regime took hold there, um, we were sort of at a different place, it seemed to me. Uh, we had we seemed to move on a little bit and understanding who we were as a people, understanding that there is no perfect here, but America was surely an exceptional nation. But Obama didn't run on that. He didn't run on America exceptionalism or America being an exceptional nation. He argued that every nation was exceptional and America was no different. Th th that's for real. Those are his words. He traveled throughout Europe and said that in the early days of his administration. He never accepted American exceptionalism. But that whole thing and Ferguson blew up. And then, of course, many years later, we had Floyd and the BLM and the whole Marxist move comes in. And then you've got they. And now you've got the dismantling of American culture and our history. And surely, people, if we don't learn from our history, what are we ever going to learn from? It's a sad, sad reality that we can't learn by any of this, and we have to continue to uh, find fault uh, in each other as a people and not just honor uh, this and, and use history as, as a path forward. Don't be pulling statues down and dismantling our holidays and all of that. But if we want to add something, I don't have a problem with having an Indigenous People's Day, quite frankly, and honoring our Native brothers and sisters. I, I don't have an issue with it. But I don't want it to replace Christopher Columbus Day, people. Okay? You know? I mean, there are enough other days we could just sit back and maybe this is time for, uh, you know, a town hall in America. A town hall. Let's get together and have a conversation. So what are the most important days? And we can pick some of those days. We want to have a day here and a day here and a day here. And, you know, I don't know, 12 months of the year. Maybe we take the 12 most important ones and we honor each, each one of those months a day. Maybe that becomes the big deal, the national holiday. So we, I, I, it's just a thought. And we honor all the different ethnic backgrounds that make sense. Some of them will have to tie together and connect and make, you know, because there are only so many days we can do this with and making them national holidays and who gets the time off and who doesn't. But, you know, and allow the statues to be out there. And, and for those who want to cancel them, stand up and say, no, no, we're going to push back. And it's no, you can't take it down. And we're not letting you. And you're not going to cancel our holidays. And so for those people who say it's not that important, I'm dealing with other travesties in life. And what you call the day or the holiday is just not important to me. This is the biggest, saddest mistake you could possibly make. Because this is all just uh, the, the, the early signs and notions of what's going to take place uh, when more of your rights, more of your freedoms, more of your liberties, more of your talk, and more of the things that excite you in this country are gone. None of it's left because it all started with, well, they just wanted to, you know, and we're pretty far down the road here with Columbus Day. This is not the first, and it certainly won't be the last, but we're seeing it more and more. And so you have to begin to ask yourself, 
what is their ultimate goal? What is it? What is it exactly? I mean, really think about it. As they're pulling down presidents, pulling down generals, pulling down anything associated with the Confederacy, pulling down uh, anything to do with a, a white European, uh, you know, who, who had sin, had some level of sin in his life. And, and so you ask, well, where, where are we at? What, even if we went along with this, what is the ultimate goal? Where are we headed? Is it to what? Shame people? Is that what this is? is? Is it to shame people? Is it to what? Just blow up certain cultures and elevate others? I mean, this reverse racism is a real thing now. Yeah, I mean, you're an underclass if you're a white male today. You're, 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 you're looked at and ridiculed yourself. I mean, the whole thing is flipping over now in a sick, sadistic way. And we, we haven't learned from anything, it seems. We just keep digging a hole bigger and bigger and bigger. And so this whole social phenomenon about canceling things and, you know, they and the cancel culture and who are these social justice warriors and the big corporations behind them. And that's the thing. All these big corporations that fall into this thing. I mean, that, that is part and parcel of the problem. And the media elites. And the rest of us who, you know, we, we still do business with those big corporate entities. We still watch and listen and what have you with the, you know, the media entertainment elites, because that's all there is in that in those arenas. All your big corporations, they're all lining up with whatever's politically correct and whatever the social justice warriors want. They're in line. Give me more of that soup, mom. They're in line for that, just as all the media elites and the talking heads are. So now we've got a cultural phenomenon that is stifling us. You can't breathe anymore, people. And you can't think for yourself. And, and even this conversation I'm having with you right now, well, there are many people who would tear it apart to say you're a racist bastard. Because you're not in touch, you can't think about this stuff out loud, let alone talk about it and put it out in a public space like this without being labeled something because you didn't go along with the social justice warriors. So that's where we find ourselves, people. And we talk about why the same day and, you know, and so let's ask this. So is, Col is Columbus Day gone forever? Why is it so controversial? And, and again, like a lot of things, it's creating a, a rift in our, in our communities, our cities and states and others. Some are going along, some are not going along with it. I mean, there are a lot of debates out there as to, uh, uh, you know, some that say we should continue, some that say, no, we're not going to. But it's, it, for those who say it doesn't matter, I would argue back, it does matter. This is only the gateway into so many other things that are going to turn your life upside down. And if you're not realizing this by now, you're surely not paying attention. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. Healthy Cell makes a wonderful line of products. And I want to spend just a minute with you on REM sleep. Do you know Healthy Cell's product has calming herbs, amino acids, minerals, and sleep hormone support for the four-stage human sleep cycle? Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, 
and achieve REM or rapid eye movement sleep. Through the phases, fall asleep easily. That component of sleep is favorably impacted by melatonin, lemon balm extract, and GABA, lowering the body temperature. That element is influenced by glycine, magnesium, and calcium. Deep lasting sleep, L-theanine, vitamin D3, and vitamin B6. And finally, creativity boosting REM sleep, 5-HTP, vitamin B6, and GABA. Many of us think we need to sleep because we're short on sleep, but we need quality sleep. So please consider Healthy Cell REM sleep supplement. I have one tonight and I'm going to have a much better night's sleep if I uh, compared to if not taking it. So go to uh, HealthyCell.com and in the promo box, uh, type in out loud and that'll give you a 20% uh, discount off your first purchase. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com. H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Now, never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support. That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called shoptotheright.com. And it's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together. And we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
the silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. Here it is, Malcolm Out Loud, yours truly. And uh, thank you, friends, for being with us on the mission. You catch us every day here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I have an encore at 10 p.m. You can hear on the network. Now you can hear us on iHeartRadio. This is a very convenient app, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Look for that uh, through iHeart Network. Uh, We also have a convenient media player. You can hear us from anywhere in the world. But the biggest place people really listen to us is going to be those apps. Why? Because they work. They're convenient. Uh, Apple, Android, or Alexa. Uh, And all the links for those, by the way, are back at americaroutloud.com. Or just go to your app store and type in America Out Loud Talk Radio. It will come up. And the app streams 24-7. I mean, you've got the best content in the world on those apps. And they are free. Uh, and again, they're very, they're terrific apps. They've, they've been such a blessing to have. Uh, check those out. And also, by the way, on the apps and, and our media player for that matter, there's a place where you can listen to podcasts. You can go in there and, and you'll see it. It's up at the top there, listen to podcasts, and you'll get all the latest podcasts on the network there on that same app. So it is very, very cool. It is very, very convenient. And the price is right because it's free. Uh, check that out as well. Of course, all of our writers, all of our stories, and all of our shows go to podcast, and they're all back at americaroutloud.com. Check it out there. Uh, so we're talking here about uh, this uh, little bit of this Indigenous Peoples Day versus Christopher Columbus Day, and how evil was Christopher Columbus, I guess. Uh, you know, as I say, you know, we all have some sort of a dark dystopian um I'll point to reference to our lives. There is no perfect here. We've all messed up. We've all done things we're not entirely proud of. Uh, there is no perfect people. It doesn't exist. And so as we go along looking at our ancestors, uh, pulling them down and, and you know, examining their lives or what we liked or what we didn't like, I just wonder, I, I really wonder, how many of you could pass that test how many could how many of you could really pass this test, pass the muster? If you had accomplished something great in your life, for instance, okay? On the chance that you could accomplish something fabulous that was so noteworthy that you would have gotten a statue or a holiday for it. Not that, like um, hmm, maybe, you know, when they thought the earth was flat, you sail across to try to get to Asia because you thought you could get there, and you're gonna prove the world is really round. And uh Pretty significant. Or maybe you flew to, because we don't really have an astronaut day, do we? We don't have any like anything like that, that we would, or a Buzz Aldrin day or Armstrong day or anything. We don't have anything like that. Maybe we need a, that kind of a day for those heroes. Look what they did. Look at those accomplishments to different, uh, you know, places uh, in the universe, right? To the moon. And those who are seeking uh, greater planets out there. Our, our whole NASA program. Uh, there are, you know, so when you look, the, the point is, we, we all have sin. We've all failed. When we look at our lives as a whole, how many people do you know that you could really say, this people is without sin? This, this person has been at the most fabulous, perfect life. We should honor them because they did X. We'll give them a, give them a holiday, give them a 
you know, statue, whatever it is. So as we now look at our ancestors and we see who we don't like, we're now pulling everybody down. It seems like uh, this is completely out of control and they continue to make the decision. And as I say, they, it could be an, a, a group of all kinds of folks, as I mentioned up front. I mean, it could be they, as the Hollywood elites and entertainers who endorse their stuff, as the political operatives in Congress who go along with it, the so-called establishment, the media talking heads who put the propaganda out there and are also happy to do so, your education systems, your school boards, all of that, the United Nations, we've already touched on that, you know, yeah, or maybe it's just 10 people or 15 people in a smoky filled room somewhere who get together to decide uh, what's right, what's wrong, and make the decisions of what's good for the rest of us. Whatever it is, people, uh, it is uh, it, it is having an impact on uh, things as simple as Christopher Columbus Day. Now, history.com says for many, the holiday is a way of both honoring Columbus achievements and celebrating Italian-American heritage. So that's the, the, uh, the answer back for those who want to continue to honor the, this uh, holiday. In fact, uh, you know, I remember seeing a story about last year when they wanted to pull Columbus, the, one of the more famous ones up there in New York City, and uh, the governor at the time, Cuomo, who has since had, had a few uh, troubles in his world, um, he, he being of Intel, Italian uh, heritage, uh, didn't want that to happen. So he said that would stay up there. And But of course, it was the Italian heritage he was honoring, not so much that he was a, a slave driver and a gangbanger or something else, whatever he was doing, right? Um, but, you know, so it, it comes back to our own personal interest of what, what do you know? What do we want to honor? What 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 makes it work for me? What makes it work for you? I mean, we're all different kinds of people with all different kinds of backgrounds. What I like, you may not like. What you like, I may not like. So the question becomes: How do we find that common ground? I mentioned having a town hall meeting. Probably not a bad idea. In the country, a town hall meeting, just a simple open the doors. Let's have a discussion. And we can, we can put this on media. We can run it and talk about what are the more. And, you know, again, these are, uh, you talk about this, but I, I really believe this is kind of some of the stuff how, you know, we'll do a whole whiteboard on it and we'll break it down and talk about, okay, what are the most important things we want to honor? What are the things, but what are the things we should put on our pedestals? You know, and then, you know, this whole notion of going back in time and, and uh, going through our ancestors to see what we like or didn't like is a, uh, is an argument that uh, is playing out now uh, throughout our country here. The debate is this, uh, Columbus Day, uh, you know, is, uh, has become a controversy. I mentioned you in 1990, the International Conference of Discrimination Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas. They began to discuss replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. This was all sponsored by the United Nations. This is back over 30 years ago, people. So this idea, this is this didn't just happen from George Floyd or from, uh, you know, Ferguson or any of this. As some people would say, we kind of fell apart there and we started getting each other's face. Kind of hasn't happened. This is all, you know, th this has been building for some time. And so now you kind of step back and you begin to see that they is a very powerful group. And they, uh, you connect the dots and there's a lot of global um, global uh, essence to this thing. 
And the UN always seems to come into this conversation as we're seeing, you know, being a global unit. Part of the divide we're having now in our country, those who want to make America just one of many, or those uh, group who want to make America exceptionalism, exceptional, because we, are, we do have exceptionalism, right? That is, that is part of that argument right now, and part of the tier, the, the fabric, the tier of America that we are all experiencing right now. It's part of why uh, Trump became so toxic with his uh, Make America Great Again. And people were really offended by that. And they, he got, you know, they labeled him with the white supremacist again, and the KKK, and his, the Charlotte thing. And I mean, it became all, that's how they branded that very, very easily, very easily. And the problem is a lot of people uh, accepted that as gospel truth. I mean, they really began to think that Trump was all of that. And yet, of course, historically, when you looked at many of the things from his corporate boardroom days and others, it wasn't, it didn't add up. But once they label you as such and they put it out there enough and they bang the drum, it becomes the truth. The truth is never really the truth. It's just the truth by known by the social justice warriors of what they want the truth to be. That's the, you know, truth. What is truth? Truth, my truth, your truth, and the real truth. What is truth? Truth is whatever you want it to be. And if you, if I keep telling you every day, you know, little Johnny, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You know, little Johnny grows up at 18. He knows he's a badass. That's what that is. I mean, that's what the media does. They brainwash just like the school boards are doing. They brainwash. And then we all know, well, we're this or we're that, or we're racist, or we're having social cultural problems here, or we're falling apart at the seams. You know, all of this works, people, depending upon what the debate is, right? Well, Christopher Columbus was, uh, you know, let's, let's face it, people. He wasn't noted for any small accomplishment, clearly. I mean, there was a reason our earlier ancestors decided, made the decision to honor this character. His faults included in all. <laughs> Every one of these cats has faults, as I pointed out to you, including you. Everybody else you know as well. Just depends upon, you know, what your gender is and how much you want to uh, talk about those faults or how important they are to you or to the society, whether we're going to accept it or not. You see, there's always something more to the story here is all I'm saying. Okay. All right. So he's, he's credited that, really, think about it. We all learned this in school. I mean, this, we learned this in elementary school. I mean, th this dude was credited to be the discoverer of the new world. This was no small task. Uh, by accident, mind you. I mean, he just sort of tripped into it. So <laughs> here we are. You know, it was in the Caribbean. Like, oh, man, I could have had a V8. Thought I was in Asia. I mean, really. So totally by accident. And... Uh, you know, there were already, but the, the argument is there were already millions of people already inhabited in the Americas, just that Europe didn't know about them and the, and the rest of the world didn't kind of know about it. So he made that big discovery here. He made four expeditions actually to the uh, Caribbean and uh, South America. And this happened over uh, a couple of decades at least, about 20 years or so. And um, of course, the argument is this the argument is that he was enslaving and, and decimating populations. But again, I say to you, if you go back to uh, um, early signs of mankind, people, I mean, just about anybody's anybody, that it's, the, it's the, um, the game of the fittest, survival of the fittest, you call it. You know, that's, it's, that's what it is. It's a, that's, 
mankind. It's the survival of the fittest. It's where it all comes from. That's our whole being has been that way. That's where we find ourselves right now. And that's why this game right now, where we're at, or who's going to win this thing or not, is so important. And even though you think the argument isn't too important, it is very important because it is a game of the survival of the fittest. And right now, they appear to be winning. They are pulling this country down. They are completely refurbishing our thoughts, uh, our, our history, uh, our, the, culture, the social cultural fabric of who we are, how we think, and what's proper. And if you don't subscribe to what they want or put out there, you're racist. It's that simple. This conversation entirely today would be on steroids, would be racist. Just the, just the fact that you thought about it. So, again, the end goal, I, I don't know. Is it Maybe it's to put the white man in bondage. Maybe I, I, I'm just asking you, what is it? I mean, that sounds like a pretty lit statement. Is that where it's headed? Because we seem to be, it, it, it just happened I happen to be a white guy. That's not why I exactly say, I, I, listen, I stand up for everybody. I, I like all cultures, all people, all gender. All I, there's, This world is big enough to embrace all. And it's a beautiful thing. And the fight of good and evil, I fall on that side to embrace all. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I'd like to see. It's the way I was raised, it's the way I grew up. And I think all being everything, black, brown, white, yellow, red, any other color you want to throw in there. You know, happy to have it all. We're all part of this magnificent race of people, my friends. So it's over a dozen states, by the way, and more than 130 local governments have chosen not to celebrate Columbus Day altogether, or they are already replacing it with Indigenous People's Day. So that's already happened. So we're talking over a dozen states, 130 local governments have already abolished Columbus Day, as well as the statues and the rest of it's gone. It's, they've already made those decisions. Of course, Biden now doing this maneuver here to make it a national federal holiday to on the same timeline as Columbus. I mean, again, I think it's OK if we can agree as a people to have an indigenous people's day. I think it's a beautiful thing to celebrate our brothers and sisters from the Native American community. hundred percent, hundred percent count me in. I'll go to the event. Absolutely. I'll cut the ribbon. I have no problem with any of that people. But, you know, at the same time, I'd like to go and celebrate some of what the Italians are doing over here and also uh, the white Europeans, uh, specifically Christopher Columbus. I don't have a problem with that either. Now, again, I know that there's none of these people are walking on water right now, you see, including you and I and the rest of us. None of us do. But it's okay. So let's celebrate that as well. And let's decide what we're going to celebrate and not let they make the decision for us, please. How about we grow a spine? And some of us begin to stand up and push back and say enough is enough. I mean, this is already part of the division. And we're only seeing, by the way, the drip, drip, drip of this. This is only the, I promise you, that just like everything we've seen to this, this is only the early signs of what we're going to see ahead. If you think this doesn't matter now, just wait, people. Just wait for what they're coming for. And you see it. This has been building for decades and decades. 
even before the 1990 claim I made with the UN. This has been building for a long time. And it's the they. It's that classic fight. Classic, classic of good and evil. It's where we are. We have to continue to remind these people and push back. And we're seeing that in so many walks of life right now, even in our, our law enforcement communities and defunding the police. And they use this whole racism thing. And one incident that gets caught on camera on a video uh, out to Minneapolis to completely, you know, uh, change our lifestyle and uh, upset everything we believed in and thought of, because that's what they say. That's what they want. And that's who they are. And if you push back against that, you're that. Uh, I, I think it's going to take. Um, I think it's going to take a major push to start pushing back on this other side, and uh, and 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 this is where we need to connect ourselves with all like-minded people. No, not any particular skin color, by the way. Not any particular ethnic background, by the way. But more of a human belief of what's right and wrong, and uh, is celebrating and honoring all people. And that's the pushback that I hope happens uh, so that it doesn't become a color deal or, you know, you and I or what's different about us. But and that's probably a good place to even end this whole conversation is how about we focus on what connects us as a people and stop focusing on what divides us. All of our attention and hostilities go toward what divides us as a people and not what connects us as a people. And, and potentially, if we start to put the, the energy with what brings us together as a people in the human race, we would, we would find much more commonality, much more of these uh, common goals we share as a, as a loving people in the human race. And uh, we, we would have a better world for, our, for generations to come. And that's a good point to leave this on. I hope we uh, continue to honor folks like Christopher Columbus, part of our heritage, it's part of what, you know, what we knew, what we grew up with, who, who he was. Um, again, not without fault, nor any of these ancestors of ours and or in those in current day as well. But uh, it is part of the human race. And uh, I wish you well, friends, and a jump in your step today. Thanks for being with me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud.